Welcome to Trivia Rewrites, where we look at how the news is changing trivia. Today is Monday, December 20th, 2021, and I am your host, Demo, and this is my co-host, Zach. How's it going, y'all? It's going good. Zach, nearing Christmas, I would like for you to describe your best ever Christmas gift that you've received. Wow. I mean... John Spot. Okay. I This is actually a good one. So this is... Uh, <laughs> kind of like the most thoughtful gift is a long backstory so i'm not going to give you that just know that my dad um is not very good at gift giving typically love him not great at it but last year uh i collect brewery stickers from all the breweries i go to across the u.s and world um and i asked him to create me uh, these board wooden boards so i could put all my brewery stickers on a board and like display them in my house they're not just sitting in a folder and so he made these nice nice like gray wood varnished boards with like hanging um wires on them so i can hang them up in my house and display them so i thought that was very uh, sweet and it's definitely a very memorable gift one that i'll use for a long time that's nice it was nice how about and how about you i don't know i received tough. many good gifts yeah. over the years yeah i'll say um i would say i'm sure my mom has given me really nice things oh as well. yeah uh not to it's just for anybody Nothing really stands out as being like a really the best. Yeah, um, I have received a lot of good gifts from a lot of people. So I don't mean for any of my family members who may at some point ever listen to this to feel like they aren't on the no list. No one's listening. I know. We only have like 27 uh, followers. Well, I'll kick that question to you too, Hibbs, our man behind the microphone. Best Christmas gift that you've received. Best one that I've received. Yes. Um, well, when I was in, I think, eighth grade, Rock Band had just come out. And, like, right in the height of Guitar Hero is when Rock Band came out. And it was, like, I mean, my mom freaking suckered me in hook, line, and sinker. And she was, like, no, it's sold out (laughs) everywhere. There's no way. We can't possibly. And then Christmas morning, (laughs) I unwrapped that bad boy, and I just, you know, I was a drummer for a day. And then I realized I had absolutely no sense of rhythm and... You know, but but in that moment, in that twenty four hours, I was, Great I was gift. living the life. Yeah, mm. it's all about how you feel about it, right? It's the, it's about the uh, the giving, not the receiving. Enough of the sappy stuff. It's on to the cold hard trivia. The truth of the world. But to start us off, instead of the weekly uh, news trivia, we're going to start with no, as we always do, with some this day in history trivia. Hips, let's do it. The day in question is December 20th, and on December 20th, on this day, 1860, 1860 saw the first ever state attempt to succeed from the United States. Which state was it? Succeed, right? Succeed, succeed. What did I say? Succeed. Succeed? Sure. I'm sure plenty of states succeeded before. Sure, yeah. Succeed. Attempt to succeed. Uh, succeed. Sorry, if I said succeed, I meant to say. I don't know, succeed. Zach. What do you think? What do you think? I feel, you, I feel like bounce? the obvious answer seems like it would be Texas. And I, 1860, though. I mean, I was gonna say Virginia, but Texas is a good answer. Let's go both. Let's do both of those. He's right. Everybody locked in. Both locked yes. in. Yes, locked in. South Carolina. Okay. Ooh. Also, December twentieth, 1860. South Carolina attempted to secede. Let me make sure I hit those pronunciations yeah. correctly and I, I meant to look into it. i didn't i'll look into it more as y'all are recording i don't know why they are a start they of the civil not war successful yeah i mean it's right around that time um but moving on to 1946 the american classic christmas film produced and directed by frank capra is released just in time for the holidays 
What is the name of this movie? Just watched it the other week. Did you? It's a Wonderful Life. That was my is guess. It? It's a Wonderful Life is absolutely the correct answer. Good job, y'all. And then watched it this weekend. I've actually never seen it. Oh. It's interesting. It. It's my favorite Christmas movie. That's your favorite Christmas movie? Yes. Oh. What's wrong? With- I, what? I don't know. What's yours? Um, probably <laughs> what? the, the Santa Claus. But I don't know. Yeah. I guess I just didn't. Uh, I didn't see that coming from you. But I guess I should have. Mm. You didn't like a Christmas story over that? What? You always seem to be a Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street kind of guy. I see. That's one I haven't seen. I haven't seen Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Oh, so maybe that was a good one. Anyways, sorry, Hibs. No, it's fine. I, I want to know from Dino's What's your favorite Christmas movies, movie, Hibs? My favorite Christmas movie? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I feel like we may have already talked about this a long time ago. But let's guess Hibs. Probably, is... probably about a year ago. Elf, yeah, if you had to probably. guess. If you had to elf, guess, what ooh, kind of Christmas? Did. I give off Elf. I feel like you go for the Christmas comedy, or... like lighthearted, you know, mm. family fun type of movie. Yeah, I would elf. go. A la Elf. I think I could. I could, as far as like rewatchability goes, I think it's got to be Home Alone. Oh, there I could go. watch I Home was Alone just more. Thinking that. Classic, classic. But but what is it about? It's a Wonderful Life that makes it your favorite movie, Demo. Like I want to. Whenever I watch it for the first it. time, I want to watch it from oh. your perspective. I want to. I want to be, be able to watch it and be the like, Christmas oh, this episode. is why. This is why Demo loves it. Didn't know I was gonna have to give my movie review of it, but mm, it's definitely like takes place around the holiday and sort of encompasses the spirit of like giving and it's not about the things that you have it's about like the people you know and the people you surround yourself with because the whole story is kind of about this guy he's kind of always done things unselfishly and like done things for the good of the community and then he's in trouble right at the end and he just like is ready to give up on the world and then you know you have to watch and find out what happens but is that the one so it's turned on its head and he realizes that you know he's actually lived a really good life despite what he thought before so it's just like a christmas carol with a little bit of a twist sure yep okay good to know hey is that the one where we talked like... about movie remakes last week so <laughs> yeah. let's keep that train going every time a bell rings an angel gets its wings is that the that movie that is a line from that movie okay. yes all right. it's not my favorite line from that movie at all cuz it's terrible child acting but that is in there go ahead is there such thing as good child acting yes to be fair? <laughs> home alone yeah, uh, I don't know if I'd call he's, that good child he's acting. Not, but he's like, he's not like bad, you know? He's not a bad actor in it. It's just like a kind of a cheesy movie. Anyway, okay, I see, what, I see what you're saying. He's not a bad actor because... Like, if he the, was a bad actor, it'd be the worst movie ever because you would... You wouldn't want to watch it because he's a bad actor, but like... But I think if you role. drop... I think if you drop eight-year-old Macaulay Culkin into like a deep drama, it's, I mean, he's not a good actor. Well, he's eight right. years old. But for that movie, yeah, yeah, it's all about the good. movie. All right, wrapping up this day in history, December twentieth, two thousand seven, current reigning Queen of England becomes the oldest living monarch of the United Kingdom, surpassing which former royal? Um, Queen Victoria. Is that right? Zach, do you want to agree? Do you want to challenge? What is this? <laughs> Hollywood Squares. <laughs> uh, I mean. I would say like Queen Elizabeth the first. I thought it was Victoria, but I, I mean I'm definitely just guessing, so you're probably right. It is Victoria. Good job, both of you. Good job, Demo. That's all for this day in history. Nice. Back to y'all. 
some thought-provoking questions got us going the combo okay one of the most popular destinations in michigan's upper peninsula which national lakeshore will begin charging entrance fees for the first time ever painted or pictured rocks national lakeshore good (laughs) yep pictured rocks national lakeshore the national park service announced that entrance fees will begin on march 1st of 2022 and camping and lighthouse tours will increase the rates as of January 1st. But prior to then, there was there's no fee to enter the actual park section of the National Lakeshore. Yeah, apparently. I guess we never actually went on the lakeshore. We just took that boat ride, didn't we? Yep, did a boat tour this uh, past year. I thought you'd get that one. So very good. There are three. There are only three designated National Lakeshores managed by the National Park Service. Can you name the other two? Or any of the other two. Well, there's the other one in Michigan, right? Like painted, painted, or painted dunes, or pictured dunes, something like that. Grapes Bear Dunes National Lakeshore. Ooh, that's pretty close. It's Sleeping Bear Dunes. Okay. In Michigan, and very good. Then there's one in one of the Carolinas, I believe, like Chattahoochee Creek National Lakeshore. Or... So it's actually in it's in Wisconsin. Actually. Oh, okay. I did not know that. And it's called Apostle Islands. Okay. Cool. National Lakeshore. I, I guess the ones um, in South Carolina are beaches, not lakeshores. Yeah, it's, you know, that makes sense. just words. But um, final question. Prior to 2019, which national park was also designated as a national lakeshore? Um, we were just there as well, weren't we? <laughs> Why can't I think of it? Oh, oh, Indiana Dunes. There you go. Indiana Dunes National Park. National, which was formerly National Lakeshore. There you go. Some a couple softballs warm you up there. Places we've been in the last six months. Well, um, I don't have anything national parks related, so we'll just move right on into locations on the earth, which is kind of related, you know. So sure. This week in Haiti, a Haitian gang released the twelve remaining Ohioan hostages captured in October. They had requested a ransom of one million per person for this. But what was the highest ransom ever paid in history? Highest ransom, like the amount? Yes. Or who it was for? The amount for, well, I will tell you it's for one person, and you can give me the country who paid it, or I guess the civilization, that's a little hint for you, who paid it. Civilization? Yes. Um, I mean, that's your. That's a big clue, but uh, it would be very okay. hard otherwise. Ransom. Is it like something ancient, like really old? Yeah, and you did like uh, some... 1600s uh, or 1500s, okay. excuse me. Like what was what John was... Smith or something? Uh, I think I that's too late. I think this is before the John Smiths of the world. Okay, I don't know. So Spanish conquistadors in, I think, 1532 captured the last Incan emperor at the Halpa. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um and when he was captured, he knew he was going to be executed, and he was uh, afraid of that. So he offered the Spanish conquistadors, led by Francisco Pizarro, uh, a room that was 22 feet long by 15 feet wide by 12 feet high, uh, filled with silver and gold, as much silver and gold as they could uh, put in, or like they would fill the room with as much silver and gold as they could, and adjusted to today's dollars. That is estimated to be worth about $1.5 billion. Wow. But going back, yes, this week, 12 hostages from Ohio who had been captured since October were released back to the U.S. by a Haitian gang. 
12 hostages from or were they just tourists no they were they were missionaries i believe from like a christian church and they weren't uh, originally there was 17 uh, there was a few children i think a mother that was released uh, about a month ago back to, uh, to canada actually i think they were canadian citizens um hmm. and the remainder were american citizens that were still being held all right let's go to the olympics okay all right well i mean we can go at some point in the future but let's talk about the olympics German athlete Claudia Pechstein will become the second person to compete in eight Winter Olympics and the oldest woman ever to compete at the Winter Olympic Games at nearly 50 years old. In which sport does Claudia compete for Olympic gold? Isn't she a... I don't remember. I don't know, like, the not the triathlon, but, like, the ski shoot and and run whatever it's called in the snow like the snowshoeing one i don't know what that's called well i'll give you a hint on what it what you're thinking of is called there's two sports not three. Oh, is it just the downhill ski and shoot no, no. i don't i don't <laughs> you know s- you said triathlon biathlon that's, that's the biathlon incorrect but <laughs> it's actually speed skating oh it's just speed skating okay <laughs> That was so mean to walk. Well, I was in. helping him out. He's just dangling this. the hook in front of me, hoping I'll bite, and then yanking me out of the pool. It's speed skating, which I thought was pretty surprising, actually, because that's a pretty uh, intensive sport. I would have thought, but I would, uh, yeah, I would she- like to see though the biathlon end with just a dead sprint through like three feet of powder. Well, I was just- thinking, I was thinking <laughs> snowshoeing, but that would also be great. Yeah, no snowshoes, just regular, just tennis Fresh shoes. You powder, gotta get through, stomping through it, up uphill both ways. Peckstein is a I don't know if it's Peckstein or Petchstein, unfortunately. Uh, she's a nine-time Olympic medalist, and she qualified for this week or this winter's Olympics this weekend. She will also break the record of oldest female Olympian, which was previously held by Anne Abernathy, who was from the U.S. Virgin Islands. Do you know what Anne Abernathy's nickname was at the Olympics? She was a she was a loser. Old Abe. Old Abe. No, it was Grandma Luge. Apparently, I think this was on a previous episode. Actually, oh well, maybe. Um, the first Olympics that Pechstein competed in was for East Germany in 1992. Do you know where the 1992 Winter Olympics were held? It's in a European city. Um, 92, wasn't 94 was Atlanta, right, for, for summer? So 92 would have been in Germany, right? Berlin? Or no. Austria? It's in France. Um, it's a small town in France. I'm... It is Albertville. Okay, really? Interesting. Yep, Albertville, France. Do they hold the Olympics all in one city? Or is it like the World Cup where it's kind of spread across the country? Yeah, no, it's all in one. It's, you know, in one city. Sometimes they go to like the suburbs to get all the events in because it's yeah. like you got to have kind of like a stadium. And then for the winter, there's like you go up to the mountains to get the. Yeah, yeah. I guess I never events. thought about that. I just always. I always thought they gave a city name, but it was like in that state, you know, for the U.S. or within the region yeah, for the. It's usually just one city. Interesting. Um,. Let's keep on the sports uh, vein there, and I think I'm going to steal your question here. Okay, sure. Maybe it'll be differently worded, but 
Steph Curry this week broke the record for all-time three points made on Tuesday with 200 or excuse me 2974 three-pointers made after 789 games in the league. Who mm-hmm. did he take the record from? I saw this earlier and then I didn't make a question about it oh, actually. So, wasn't it uh, was it Reggie Miller? It was not Reggie Miller. Oh, um the other one. Another big name though. <laughs> yeah, who is it? It's uh I um, wish I knew more about basketball. I could give you a hint what team he's on. No, I, don't know. I um, it's the other guy that I get confused with Reggie Miller because they both shot a lot of threes. Celtics, Demo. Is he Celtics? Oh, really? Celtics and then the Heat. Okay, yeah. I know if I, if I'm heat. correct. No, it is. Well, you want the answer? I guess. No, go ahead. I don't know. I guess. If, I'm if I'm correct, he was part of the big three of the Celtics. If I'm, if I'm Chris correct. Chris Bosh? No, of the Celtics, not the Heat. It was and the Celtics back in like oh, early. Oh, it doesn't help me. Ray okay. Allen. It was Ray Allen. Ray Allen. That's who I was. Okay, you were correct. I just don't know basketball, so I, Ray Allen and Reggie Miller, I get them so confused in my head. Here's here's a little follow up for just to show how good of a record this is that he just did. So he did it uh-huh. in 789 games. How many games right. did it take for Ray Allen to get to that 1793 number? Or excuse me, two thousand nine hundred and seventy-three number. A thousand. Uh, over that, actually. Yeah. Thirteen hundred well, games. He yeah. he did it in five hundred and eleven fewer games, and he's still like a young player. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, I mean, it, I feel like it's it's is incredible, but it's also just the trend in the NBA. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of people that break that record in the next few years. I feel like, even though I know he's like the top end but well can you tell me the next active player oh he's a former possible no he's former houston player uh yeah uh harden james harden yep james harden has 2509 three-pointers so how many he's he's still 400 and some 475 behind him he could do it i think he's older than him isn't he well no but steph i mean Steph Curry's like the record for three pointers in a season is like over four hundred. Like that's how many Steph Curry was doing in his best seasons. It's like yeah, I, I mean you I, could easily do it. That's fair, but I also feel like Steph Curry's pretty young, and James Harden is, I guess, still young. But I think they're roughly the same age. Yeah, you're probably Let's, right. Who's older? Who's older? Let's take. I say James Harden or Steph Curry. Curry. Obviously Curry. No, I mean like I obviously say Curry. I'm not sure if it's obvious or not. You think he's younger? I think he's younger, but I actually don't know. He's older. He's one year older. He's really? 33. Oh, damn. Okay. Yes. Well, uh, good luck to Harden. All right. I have a couple basketball ones, so let's just keep it here. Oh, woof. Speaking of old NBA players, which NBA player now holds the record for the oldest player in league history to record a triple-double? I'm awful at basketball. I mean, you can give me you hints know, or we can... You know who it is. You know who it is. Oh, LeBron James? Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> I guess he is pretty old, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Uh, in the Lakers' 106 to 94 win over the Orlando Magic on, well, I guess it'll be last Sunday, he recorded a triple double at the age of 36 and 346 days old. Uh, James supplanted which other superstar for the record? Give me a team he was on. The same team that LeBron is on, uh, and this was in 20. This is in 2014. Kobe Bryant. Correct. There you go. Rest in Kobe peace, Bryant but... was 36 years and 99 days old. Wow. 
so LeBron was like a, a, almost a year older, I guess. I've heard that L.A. loves their old players. David Beckham, Robbie Keane, now all the Lakers guys. Big MLS guy, sorry. Keep moving. Yes. Speaking of triple-double, do you know what triple-double is? It, you know what that means? Yeah, it's uh, getting, what, 10 assists, 10 rebounds, 10 points, or steals. It's like three three of the stats, you get 10 of them in one game, right? Yes. So the stats are, yeah, points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. So any three of the, any combination any of Any three of those. Of those. Okay. It's often it is points, rebounds, and assists because those are the easiest to get. But Okay. From, young, from old players to young players, though, Anthony Edwards of the Minnesota Timberwolves has become the youngest player in NBA history to shoot 10 three-pointers in a game, surpassing which player who is now part of the Brooklyn Nets. I, again, I'm... Basketball is not my thing. I could only maybe. It, who was the guy who was on the Thunder? Is that him? Westbrook? It's not him. Russell? Okay. Then I, that's it. Nope. That's that's the end of my basketball uh, names. Are you thinking of Kevin Durant, maybe? No, I was thinking of Russell Westbrook, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, the answer is Kyrie Irving. Okay. No, I've heard that name. But uh, Anthony Edwards was 20 years old, and Kyrie Irving was 22 back in 2015 when he did that so, so. explain this stat to me again he shot 10 three he shot 10 he he scored 10 three-pointers in a game and that's and he was the youngest player to ever do though? that like i feel like that's eh. if you're a three-point shooter you're a three-point shooter it doesn't matter your age right he was the youngest ever by two years to do it so interesting i don't know i mean i guess that's significant that's just kind of i don't know it's an interesting stat that's it back to you what do you got we can move on into a little more uh, away from. We can stay on the the Brooklyn Nets, um, but move away from the sports realm. Keyshawn Su- Sewell was just named the first woman to lead what city's police force? What did you say? Keyshawn Sewell was just named the first woman to lead what city's police force? Well, you, I mean, does it? You said Brooklyn. I mean, is it Brooklyn? <laughs> I mean, it's it's NYPD. Okay. But yes. Oh, yeah. I, okay. Because that, that's a borough, I guess, yeah, of New York. Yes. Okay. Um, she is the on, only the third black commissioner um, in NYPD history, um, but she's now leading the nation's largest police force. So mm. uh, good luck to her. Uh, big, big reigns to take over. So hope she does well. Um, little follow up there, though. Can you name me the top three cities with the highest share of city budget allocated to the police force? Highest share of city budget allocated to police force. Yes. So it's a percentage. Uh, like, is it? I mean, I feel like it could be a bunch of random cities because uh, these are you know. these are large cities. They're all large cities. Probably all of them. The top. Los cities. Angeles. L.A. is on the list. It's number three. Houston. Houston is number two. Number, oh. number one is going to so surprise I'll, you, I think. So I'm going, it's going to surprise me. Yes. So I'm going in order right now. If I get the number one, I'll be right on track. Yeah. Um, it's going to surprise me. So it's not another major city like that then. It's in the top ten. I think it's number seven. Seattle. No. It is San Antonio, home of the Spurs. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so San Antonio's uh, budget for police force is 17% of its total budget for the city. I don't know. If, is that high? 
I'm assuming. I mean, that's the number. L- what are the other? LA's at 16 and Houston's at 16 and a half. But I think uh, after that, it dropped off significantly to like 11. So huh. pretty, pretty high. Do you know, you want to give a guess at the highest budget, like overall budget? I mean, this, probably this, this, LA or New York or Chicago. Yeah. Uh, New York, LA, and then Chicago at five, oh. 5.6 for NYC. 1.7 for LA and 1.68 for Chicago. Oof. Yeah, that's those are billions. I mean, 1.68 for Chicago size city actually doesn't seem that large, but uh, 1.73 for LA seems kind of small to be honest. Yeah, yeah, true. But anyways, yeah, a little bit of a <laughs> little bit of police trivia. Um, but congrats to Keyshawn Sewell. If I'm even saying her name right, she's going to hate me if she listens. Keyshawn Sewell. Got it. Football, space, or auctions? Space. Space. Uh, Scientists announced this week that NASA's Parker Solar Probe became the first spacecraft to, quote, touch the sun this past April when it reached the sun's upper atmosphere. What is the name of the upper atmosphere that surrounds the sun and other stars? ionosphere or is that planet is, is that your final answer yeah i'm going with ionosphere it's called the corona actually oh okay the corona which is spanish for sun right uh crown i believe oh yeah that makes more sense the soul i guess would be spanish for sun yes soul is <laughs> the crown yes of the, course the corona um so it actually like i said it made its flight back in april but it took months for all the data to get relayed back to earth and for scientists to confirm that it had indeed reached the uh breached the corona and it burned up Um, in the atmosphere right like they they purposely flew it as far in as they could before it died i don't think so i think it was doing several orbits and getting lower and lower and then it kicked kind of further back out so i think Mm. it's i don't know that it's coming back to earth but it's explore it, it is still active Alive. as far as i know interesting um yeah so since 2018 it's been orbiting the sun and getting closer with every loop but it reached its uh breached the corona back in april 28th of earlier this year um the probe crossed the alphavan critical surface which is the boundary between the end of the sun's atmosphere and the start of charged particles that radiate from the corona and carry a magnetic field. In May of 2017, the spacecraft was named the Parker Space Probe in honor of Eugene Newman Parker, who coined what term to describe these charged particles that radiate from the corona? Oh, man. I've heard the name, and I believe I've learned about this. Um, is it... Uh, it's the thing that like hits the Earth and potentially could knock out like communications and stuff from time to time, right? Could be. So Eugene Newman Parker coined the term solar wind. Okay. I wasn't thinking for solar the particles wind, but that's right. Leaving the corona. Isn't what solar wind what causes the aurora borealis? I don't know. I don't know. I think it is. Could be. But that makes sense. Hibs. I don't know. Take it to the net. <laughs> um to resist the sun's intense temperatures, the probe is made out of heat tolerant chemicals like tungsten, niobium molybdenum and sapphire didn't they model it after like bone as well they made it like porous uh 
so that it could withstand heat and dissipate it better. I think I read something like that. Again, we won't call this trivia because I don't know if that's true or not. I just this is pure I read, remembrance. Yeah, I remembered something like that. Okay, could be. Don't know. Um. All right, what do you got? That's all the space ones I had. Well, well, I'm I'm, I'm jumping in here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Northern Lights or the Aurora Borealis. I cannot pronounce that word correctly. <laughs> Uh, the northern lights are actually the result of collisions between gaseous particles in the Earth's atmosphere with charged particles released from the sun's atmosphere. Mm. Variations in color are due to the type of gas particles that are colliding. So, um, is that that's the solar see. wind then? Probably. I would Those, imagine they're charged particles from the sun. Yeah, right. I mean, that's what the solar wind carries, right? Yeah. Well, that's that is the solar wind. Oh, okay. So it's it's basically just like a neon tube in the air. Got it. Oh, that's a nice way of describing it. I like that. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, yeah. Uh, what do you got? Speaking of important people in history, uh, real. I have a follow up to this one, but there, there's a real quick question with a real quick answer. Can you name me Time Magazine's Person of the Year this year, 2021? Give me a field. Uh, bit controversial. Elon Musk. Elon Musk is correct. Old Musky. He's a Times Person of the Year, despite um, a lot of interesting uh, tweets and such this year. A lot of 69s and 420s thrown out, and a little bit of SEE uh, oversight into his stock and um, other the cryptocurrency stuff he's been doing. Um, can you name me though the last four? time magazine people of the year no yeah um i could probably name a couple of them probably like donald trump he is 2016s and i'll tell you why oh, so. and it'll give you last year's is because they always do the president biden. for some reason uh pre- it was okay. biden and harris this time which is a first interesting um 2019 is a big uh young uh, ecologist in the world greta thunberg or whatever correct now, 2018 was The Guardians, and I know you're going to ask, who are The Guardians? Well, The Guardians... Wasn't it like... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, do you know? No, no, I don't know. Okay. Well, it's... Uh, I thought I thought, I thought thought that... Didn't they do, like, several people in 2020? Um, like, it wasn't, like, healthcare workers? Wasn't that, like... Maybe that was the nominees or something. I think it was I nominees. I think that they... The actual, like, magazine face was Biden and Harris, though. Okay, okay, sorry, continue, 2018. Um, yeah, 2018 was The Guardians, which were a group of journalists who faced persecution for reporting what they had reported on throughout the year. So, for example, oh. um, Jamal Khashoggi, um, who reported on some, uh, I think, misdeeds by the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, who was mur- yeah. murdered for that criticism, yep. um, as well as, I believe, the Panama Papers lady um, and a few others. I think I have it up still, actually. Um, uh, Julian Assange, just a uh, a lot of those type of people who were, um, Maria Reza, Wallon, whistleblowers, yeah, leakers, yeah, just people who who broke big news and got in trouble for it, huh? Um, and then 2017 was the Silence Breakers, which was okay. the women who came forward in the Me Too movement. Oh, okay. A lot of them didn't put their full names into it, but they got called the Silence Breakers. Um, 
Do you know who 2006 Person of the Year was, Timo? I do. It was you, Zach. It was you also, and Hibbs. <laughs> Worst Look at us. decision ever. Look at us. To make us all Person of the Year. <laughs> the ultimate participation trophy. Yeah, uh, looking back on, on, the, on the list of people they've picked at Person of the Year, they always pick the president. And then they've had some questionable choices. I won't call them well, like evil people, but like Mikhail Gorbachev, like well, right. He's gonna. I don't turn think it's necessarily. Around. It's not necessarily best person of the year. It's just the person who made the most impact in the year. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, but like he was like picked Adolf Hitler, eighty-seven, which like I feel like well, right. eighty-nine would have been the big year for him. But whatever. But yeah, it was just kind of interesting looking back at their choices. Anyways, didn't Hitler win it? Um, I'm looking. I think he did, but I think it was like in thirty something. He was thirty nine. Uh, thirty eight. There you go. Also, didn't didn't Saddam Hussein? St- <laughs> Stalin won it twice. Uh, I believe you're right. Saddam Hussein won it in like the seventies. I believe. Let's look. Uh, gosh. Time person of the year. I'm looking. Let's see. I don't see him on this list. No, no Saddam Hussein. Yeah. No Saddam Hussein. I could have sworn. Anwar Sadat <laughs> is the closest. 1977. 1960 is just U.S. scientists. Wow. So Look at that. Any okay. scientist Enough alive in this. the 60s. <laughs> well, I just gave it to I feel 06 is the best because they're just like, it's everyone. You. Every single individual. You did it. Clap yourself on the back there, buddy. Okay. Speaking of people, I've got a question. <laughs> Speaking of people with questionable legacies, I have, with his firing this week, which NFL head coach joins a somewhat rare club of coaches who have been let 